With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. This is the final word, India-England Daily, day three of the second test from Vishagapatnam. Jeff Lemon and Cameron Ponsonby bringing you the show today with a chorus of horns in the background. Uh, Cam, the show's brought to you by Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. You are going to tell us all about today's play in the space of 30 seconds. The point is, is that it makes people believe. Despite a Shubman Gill century, despite a lead of 399, a record chase required in India ever in history, People are leaving the grounds there going, can England do it? Answer, no. But as Daniel Norcross put on Twitter, and I'm going to use it straight away because I thought that's a really good point, the thing that's testament to what this England team have done over the last two years is that people are wondering, is it possible? The answer is no, it's not going to happen. Mm. But we've had a hell of a lot of fun getting here. We've had a hell of a lot of amazing cricket from India to get here. And tomorrow we'll have a lot of fun as well. And we'll probably see India win by about 170 runs. Very, very Zach Crawley areas from you at the end. Um, although, Absolutely. you know, he's still out there. Um, he's still out there. There, there, are, there are a couple of things that get interesting about this contest. And, and I'm with you. It's about belief. It's about the illusion of belief, perhaps. But uh, we, I'm sure people have said this many times today. We've seen a lot more big scores being run down in test cricket in recent times. We, we haven't seen that happen in India, but maybe we'll come to that later. Um, so the the match poised with England needing another 330-ish runs to try to win it with nine wickets in hand. Maybe let's start at the start of the day, though, and, and we'll, we'll come to the, the prospects of possibility later. You have to start with James Anderson again. Um, you've got 
India resuming at what about 150 ahead in the third innings um, with both the openers there, Rohit Sharma and uh, Jaiswal, both doing their thing. And it's 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 Anderson with and I mean we've done all the Anderson stuff. We've done all the you know he's got teammates debuting who were born after he started his Test career at all. Like we know that he's older than most Test cricketers end up being. But the fact that he's still so bloody good, the fact that you know there's no sentiment in this pick. This is a pick on merit because this is a guy who can turn on an opening spell like the one he turned on t- today. The ball to Rohit Sharma that swings in, seams away, kisses the outside of the, the off stump, um, and then the one moving away from Jaiswal, who was so impressive with that double 100 in the first innings to nick him off into the slips cheaply. And for a minute, it was like, well, maybe they won't, England won't be chasing that many because maybe Anderson's going to rip through five or six here. Yeah, I think the biggest compliment you can pay, or one of many compliments you can pay to Anderson and Bumrah, is it's got everyone going oh, maybe they should have played a second seamer. England should have played a second seamer. India had the selection right. It's like, no, actually, you didn't need another seamer. You just needed Mm. another James Anderson. You just needed another Jasper Brumra. They are a level above kind of everyone else, potentially in the Mm. world, at their skill set. And you're right in that it turned the match on its head a little bit, that double strike from Anderson. He was very coy after play. He was like, oh, yeah, I liked it. And something that I find very interesting about the wobble seamers that Anderson's getting is Stuart Broad started talking last year about inputting a bit of skill into it as opposed to the the luck element the idea is that you wobble it down the other end and it might Mm. nip away or it might nip in and that's the kind of point that if the bowler doesn't know the batter doesn't know that's kind of changing bowlers are starting to talk Mm. about it as in you can actually control it so it predominantly nips one way or the other and that's where the kind of the level that Anderson's operating on at the moment where he hasn't spoken about it too much but more broad has the idea that these magic balls, these miracle balls, actually have a level of thought and skill behind them. It's not just relentless accuracy and the assistance from the pitch. And then, in terms of this game being turned and England not being chasing too many, pivotal part of the day, Shubman Gill gets trapped dead in front by Tom Hartley. He was on four at the time. It would have made it 30 for three with all the momentum and all the intangibles flying in England's direction. Shubman Gill reviews at the last second having been convinced by Shreya's eye to review and he went mate that's straight and he was correct it was the straightest thing I've ever seen in my life but then as as the replay came <laughs> along yeah I, re- I realised that sounded a bit different than I intended it to um, it, that he had the tiniest tiniest nick on the ball and he was reprieved he survived the following mm. over wraps on the front pad again that's straight Shubman you're out those are the laws of the game no umpire's call clipping the top of the bales then he nicks one past Joe Slip, uh, Joe, mm. Joe Slip at first root, Joe Root at first slip. It was a really <laughs> shoddy, a really tough start to his innings. But as it happens, he seemed, mm. appears at least, to have taken the game away from England as he waltzed his way to a century. I, waltzed, I, I think he waltzed from about 40. He crawled, he crawled to 40 and waltzed mm. from 40. Yeah. yeah, he started pumping Rayan Ahmed when he was in the 40s and, and going past 50 and, and playing some shots there. But there was that, that key period, and, and I really enjoyed the fact that it was Gil and Shreyas Iyer batting together because in terms of, uh, say, the message board chat, the comments on YouTube, the social media stuff, those guys must be the most hated pair in around Indian cricket yeah. at the moment. There's, there's usually, there are usually a couple of players in the Indian team who it seems like most of the fans despise and, and want uh, want to get rid of them one way or another. And I've seen a lot of, like, why is Shubman Gill still in the team, hasn't made a run for a year, why is Shreyas Iyer there? And they put on a partnership of 81 when they survive those close calls and they're able to dig in and there's 
there's something there's it's interesting in cricket when you the, the people who look at the scorecard versus the people who watch actually watch the game and so if you if you scorecard spectating you look at 29 from Shreyas Iyer and you go well that's not a very big score therefore he's not very good it was 29 in a partnership of 81 and it was 29 that stopped India falling in a heap when falling in a heap might have been well on the cards it, it was important and and it supported Gill while Gill was in trouble and he was nervous and playing awkward shots and having those close calls and all the rest of it he had Shreya sticking there with him whereas you know if a wicket falls at the other end of that point then uh, things or even more things are running through Shubman Gill's head so yeah Shreyas plays a dumb shot on 29 and and hits one up in the air and, and Ben Stokes takes an absolutely ridiculous catch running you know 20 meters backwards looking over his shoulder and, and managing to catch it down towards uh, the long off boundary but the fact that he was able to stick in there for that long meant that it got Gill into his innings and then he's able to expand and go past 50 and, and, and end up moving towards the 104 that he eventually makes. Yeah, it, it was two men being vulnerable together in the middle. It was a beautiful, wonderful partnership. As you said, this is a, this is a, this is a pencilled-in middle order. From three through to six, no one's kind of sure of their space. The, the locks that are normally there, Virat Kohli or Pajar in a former life, Rahane in a former life, they're not there. Everyone there is fighting for their place at the moment. And I thought that was particularly evident when Gill reached his century. Because, to be honest, it was so, like, underwhelming is the, the wrong word. The crowd was very quiet because they didn't realise he'd made a century. He's on 99. He taps the ball into the leg side, I think it was, and they trot through. Mm. But Gill doesn't celebrate until he kind of turns around at the other end, having jogged through another 10 yards. Just, just in relief. Like normally, you're used to like the the decibels rising, and with Jaiswal's massive celebration, the crowd giving it back to yep. him, loving it. Whereas actually, Axar was celebrating for Gil before Gil, and we, me and um, Al Mutu were talking about this comparison mm. before. Kind of Shubman Gil feels like India's Zach Crawley at the moment, where they they decided he has this player of uh, kind of incredible talent who is yet to deliver on it. And when you're in that position to make that century, you're not only kind of relieved for your own behalf you're then paying back people who've invested so much in you and as you said as well mm. it kind of quietens down the the outside noise which you I'm sure you can pretend to never hear it but I, I, I'd be shocked if you have a thousands yep. of people saying this lad's shit online one or two of them might sneak through so for, on a personal level I was very pleased with Shuman Gill on another yep. personal level I was very pleased with Shuman Gill I was very pleased with myself because I like watching him bat because pretty 20s are absolutely fine by me, whoever's yep. scoring them, because they're pretty and they're exciting because they get out quickly. So, yeah. Yep. And that, that, but his... Yes. Sorry, his, his um, exit, his dismissal, then kind of brought back um, one of the kind of ghosts of this series for India is that when they've had a chance to put England like, firmly to bed... They're letting them back in. And it became... We got a bit of third innings weirdness. Mm. Uh, India lost four for 18... Um, then Ashwin and Bumrah batted together for about 12 overs for 25 runs, and 10 of those came in like two deliveries. When Ashwin was like, "Oh, now, now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna score some runs," and I, I assume it was a case of India mm. stopped dealing in the currency of runs and started dealing in the currency of time, and they went right. We just want to put more time into this wicket, make yep. these runs that we already have more difficult for England to score. But as it happened, we then were left with 14 overs for yeah. England to bat at the end. And, well, Ben Duckett and Zach Crawley got off to a flyer. 50 without loss, Ben Duckett went close to the close. We're in a match. We have a match. Do we have a match, Jeff? I'm not sure. Maybe. I think we have a match. We would have had more of a match if it had been none down at the close. But there's, there's something about the Crawley-Duckett partnership that, that puts pressure on, 
opposition teams. And they didn't come out, they weren't all guns blazing, or Crawley wasn't anyway, he was, he was more sedate than he usually is. Um, but Duckett came out and, and whacked three boundaries in you know the first what, three or four scoring shots that he played. We're all carved through the covers for four and, and he was going after the spinners and so on and then he then he props forward and, and pops up a catch, basically to short leg, but it's the keeper who runs around to catch it, K.S. Barrett, who, who needs to keep well because he can't score a run at the moment. Um, the, that, the fact that Duckett's gone means that, I don't know, there's something more difficult in, in the task tomorrow. But, you know, they knocked off the first 50, so they end up needing uh, India, India set 399 to win. They've knocked off the first 50 of them. That's an eighth of it gone. Um, you, you just And the pitch is holding together pretty nicely, really, so far. There, there have been a couple keep low um, and, a, and a couple have turned relatively big, but, you know, for the most part, it's looked fairly comfortable batting out there. So it'll be a day four wicket rather than a day five wicket. Um, I think the game will be over tomorrow one way or the other, but England, England aren't out of it. And although, although it's the chasing in India thing that's the other component of this. Because I was looking at this earlier, the biggest run chase ever in India by a visiting side is 276 by the 1987 ah. West Indies when Vivridge has made a ton. Um, <laughs> not, a, not a bad side. Um, the next, the next biggest run chase, Cameron, in India by a visiting team was England in 1972 making 208 when Tony Lewis was the captain on debut. So 208's the second biggest run chase ever by the visitors. And the one after that was 195, which Australia chased. So the third biggest run chase is under 200 ever by a visiting team. Um, chasing 400 is a different kettle of fish to that. Um, but I don't know. There's, there's, like you say, there's something about this England side at the moment that makes you believe that it might be possible. I've not got, yesterday, Adam was on fire with his statistics. Today, it's you. I've absolutely, I've loved that. Only two chases above 200 in the history of Test cricket in India is, is absurd. Um, but it's, yep. in, with, to talk about pitches, it's, this pitch has really played into my pitch confirmation bias theory that no one knows what they're fucking talking about. Mm-hmm. Everyone said it was going to spin and going to rag the whole time. It was yeah. like, oh, you might, it might, it might be a bit flat for a day or two. They're still going. Everything's fine. Everyone's okay. No one knows anything about the world. The pitch cape was unveiled <laughs> at 10 a.m. on the first day, and they went, oh, that's flat. I mean, we said it was going to be a ranked turner 24 hours ago. Well, that's made me happy about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Duckett, weirdly, I think Ben Duckett is actually playing the role England wanted Zach Crawley to play like, kind of a couple of years ago. I think it's something mm. like his last six or seven innings are between 20 and 45, and he's, they're always at a strike rate of give or take. 100. Zach Crawley's also got mm. a kind of a ridiculous st- stat at the moment. I think it's last like nine innings he's reached double figures, which for openers just is, is uncommon. And it's just this idea of England... You know when people say one of the cricket cliches is like you need someone to get 150 or something, or like 80, 80 doesn't win you a test match, like you need it to be mm-hmm. 150. I think this England team kind of rejects that, and that they go, yep. right, we'll get we'll use 10 wickets tomorrow, or 9 wickets, if all of them yep. get 45 each at piece we'll get there we'll get there in contributions mm-hmm. we'll get there with Tom Hartley getting 35 or 30 at yep. the end and Jim, Jimmy Anderson said this at the end of kind of today he was like we'll get them in 60 or 70 overs or we won't that's how long it's going to take which was a very very good news for me because right. I realised yesterday <laughs> I realised yesterday that I booked my flight out of Vizag accidentally on day 5 not on day 6 as it were um, so oh, I needed this okay. I needed this game to be finished right. so I was delighted when India started chipping the ball up in the air I was like fucking brilliant lads I also had about yep. £100,000 on it as well so I became quite rich in the process so if you, if you have the right contacts out here anything's possible <laughs> but 
yeah, I think with the 400 <laughs> to win, we'll find out. Um, in, it's going to be a very entertaining two sessions of play, and that's all it will be. We'll have a winner by tea time, just in time for mm. none of England to be awake, basically. It, would you wake up at five for it? I don't think you would. Uh, yep. We'll find out tomorrow. Well, I, I mean, I, I would be at this point. I'm not going to have to because I'm in, in the right time zone. But it's interesting, the contrast with the way that, that India were batting and and the way that they sort of gave things up. So there's the 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 Gill innings, there's a point where he, he, he hits in three balls from Rayan Ahmed, 6-4-4 to move to 83. And then he scores one boundary in his next 52 balls, at which point he's out for 104. So he had, he had these occasional bursts of activity um, and then just went nowhere for long periods of time. And then eventually he, he reverse sweeps Shoah Bashir and um, gets given out off the glove on review. Um, good review from Stokes, who used the DRS well today and, and worked that field well. So he drops back, the, he creates a space on the offside and makes Gill think about the reverse sweep and then he gets out playing yeah. it. So it's nice when it works. Um, and, and Akshay Patel, we didn't mention at six, uh, batting at six, making 45, doing his Jadeja impression. But the way that they fall apart from there, um, when they're, you know, they're what, four, four down, they lose the last six for about 40 runs. And they take a really long time to do it as well. Maybe they just wanted to keep England in the field for longer. You know, that's the other component of the fast scoring thing is that England bowled, what, 100 plus overs, then batted 50. Um, and then had to come out and bowl again. So that's hard work for your bowlers. And it did look like England's spinners were struggling for some chunks of, of this innings. But it was sort of like India India helped them get back into the game. And it all ended in a, a slow motion collapse because it took quite a while to get there. But they didn't hurt England on the scoreboard, particularly for those last six wickets. I think India have been really strange this series. Now, now, for, this, well, now for four innings, in that I just think they have to be fine to win like I don't think England have played particularly poorly this test match and I don't think India have played that much better than them but there's a chance India win by 150 runs and the reason I say that is there's so there's been so many instances right. across the 40 wickets where India just kind of give give it away and that it happened it's happened twice this test match the ones I'm thinking about are Jaiswal in the first innings yes of course of course he's got 200 of course he has but he's batting with the tail and it's the fifth ball of the over and all nine fielders are out on the fence and he tries to hit it over them rather than taking one and having another six the following over. Today, Shubman Gill, the reverse yeah. week's been such a hot topic after Oli Pope played it 7,000 times in Hyderabad. I can't really remember him attempting yeah. it aside, aside from the time he did and got out. You've got Strayer's eye who's now batted... Um, Got out twice attacking, in once in Hyderabad caught on the fence. Same again, trying to go over mid-off. Then he kind of prodded at one in the first, in the second innings in Hyderabad. Basically, England aren't beating India. India are getting themselves out. And yet they've mm. consistently found themselves in positions that would traditionally win you cricket matches. And as a result, it's kind of made me go, yes, like, India... India may, we may have a very close contest tomorrow. And even if we do, even if India, England get close, that's mm. amazing from them. But it has to come down to a little bit from India failing to turn the kind of seven out of 10 performances into eight out of 10. And what, with this like England miracle yeah. workers situation thing they've got going on, you can't have that third innings cruise along where you go, oh, it'll be fine, don't worry about it. Because there's some fucking yeah. freaks in the other team who might score 180 off 150 and mm. make you look silly. 
All right, uh, let us go to the final word hall of fame. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Hall of Fame, where we choose our most final word moments of the day, is brought to you by Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. The message from them on this particular episode is this, Cameron. In 1950, the West Indies came to England to beat them on their own patch for the first time, thanks to those little pals of mine, Sonny Ramadine and Alf Valentine. And now, every February 14th, we celebrate that historic series win by giving flowers and chocolates to loved ones on Elf Valentine's Day. Uh, if you're romantically inclined, get yourself to Westfield London or Westfield Stratford City, where you can express your love in material terms, which was the style at the time. Flowers, chocolates, cards, jewellery, perfume, or after-hours accessories that uh, that may be things that, that belong between the two of you. Uh, you can find something for that special person in your life. So you can uh, hot-foot it straight down there in the next 10 days or so if that's the kind of thing you're into now what do you think hall of fame what you you were you were keeping your eyes peeled at the ground today what jumped out at you i think the obvious one is obviously Rayan ahmed at three for england the old night nighthawk phenomenon um yep. it was some the thing he did which i really which made me laugh because i also just thought it was a bit dumb is the last over of the day he's on strike and i know you're night hawking but he took a single off the first ball to immediately put the set batter in Zach Crawley at risk for the remaining five balls. Yes. And I was like, I'm sure this isn't the idea of it. I'm sure you're not meant to do that. Uh, I enjoyed that greatly. No. And it sounds like it was Rayan yeah. Ahmed's idea as well. He came off and he was like, lads, I'll, I will have a hit. So as soon as it was about six overs left in the day, he got bumped up to yep. the top of the order. Um, my other one that I really enjoyed was Jasper Brimmerer. Gets so much movement with the ball, even past the batter's outside edge, is that when he beat Crawley today by about an inch or two, it swung so viciously, it looked as if it had taken the edge. Rohit Sharma was convinced. Jasprit Brumra was convinced. And they had this mm. big chat, a big lecture, and Kuldeep Yadav has had to tell Rohit, his captain, Kuldeep Yadav, who's playing his first test match in about 7,000 years, to calm it, mate. He didn't hit it, I promise you. Yeah. And Rohit was fuming, but he basically got outvoted by his troops. They then showed the replay on the big screen and Rohit Sharma at mid-off just started, just started laughing and like held his hands up and apologised to all his teammates. He was like, guys, I'm really sorry. I got that one wrong. And Kuldeep Yadav was to his left at cover. Like, I told you. That's what I was saying. Listen to us. <laughs> um, so I enjoyed that greatly as well. And while you're at it, while you're listening to me, give me a bloody test match every now and then you know, rather than <laughs> once every five years, at which point I inevitably take five wickets and win you a game. Um, yeah, but Hall of Fame's Rayan Ahmed heavy for me as well. I mean, the, the, the non-Night Watchman bit, the taking the single bit was hilarious. I mean, he then pumps a couple of boundaries late because Crawley gets a single from the next ball. But um, but he's already been out there for several overs and he's just been nudging the ball around. So he's not night hawking. Yeah. He hasn't come out to smash oh, runs. I couldn't agree he's more. He's come out and played defensively for several overs. That's... That's not a Nighthawk, Rayan. That's a promotion to number three. That's just you <laughs> becoming first drop. Like, that's... What was, what was the aim? What was the plan? What did the, what, why, why 
couldn't Ollie Pope come and face those overs? Joe Root's damaged his finger. We neglected to mention that too in, in yes. uh, trying to stop a ball on the bounce at slip and, and didn't bowl today and spent the whole day off the field. And so you could understand if they were protecting him. But he bats at four, not at three. So <laughs> I'm not sure what the plan was. They've just got a new number three now and Joe Root's batting five um, because, because Rayon wanted to have a hit. So I suppose good on him for that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's genius from Rayon Ahmed. I'd like the idea of him chuckling like, <laughs> like idiots. Like, I've, I've basically gone like, oh yeah, I'll have a go up top. <laughs> and he's just he's just rewarded himself with batting three, blocking it, leaving it, getting himself in. I'd love it if tomorrow he's on like 30 <laughs> off 140, just chewing balls all the time. He's like, you morons, never let me do this again. I just yeah. I just wanted yeah. to hit. Another another quick one I've got was <laughs> for the um, was for the um, uh, Shubman Gill's dismissal off the glove up in the air. They're appealing for LBW, and Sherb Bashir has to tell Ben Folks to catch it. He goes like, no, 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 like, like, and he points, and he yells at Ben. He goes like, catch the ball, and Ben's like, oh, okay, sweet, and he, then he catches catch it. Catch the ball. Have another celebration, have another appeal, because it would have looked remarkably stupid had the ball just gently kind of plopped to the floor. And um, can you imagine if but here she just hadn't, hadn't said anything, and Ben folks being like, oh, I'm really sorry, lads, really mm-hmm. sorry about that. I, I neglected to do literally my the main job of my life. Which and he's very good at it. Took some incredible mm-hmm. catches this Test match again. Yeah, he was. He was very good. Ryan Ahmed takes three. Um, the, a Hall of Fame for, for me would just be that gorgeous leg break he bowled past the edge of Boomer's bat. It was just the perfect shape, the perfect twirl, the perfect drift. After uh, he bowled, he bowled a few rank balls earlier in the day, but he bowled well to the tail, which is what you want a leg spinner to do. Um, and eventually gets Ashwin uh, caught off the outside edge, the ball turning away, and then finally the last bit of Ryan Ahmed stuff is him. Uh, Nick one pass slip last ball of the day for four and then just rehearsing a cut shot you know like oh yeah when I get back out here tomorrow I'm going to be playing the cut shot you know get ready get ready so for his good. 100 off 210 balls as he's batting into the third session um, when we see if England can try to run down at 399 okay I think that's enough from us the final word India England daily day three Vishakapatnam Jeff Lemon Cameron Ponsonby and uh, thanks to Westfield, London, Westfield, Stratford City for bringing us, bringing us the show, bringing you the show, bringing you to us, bringing us together. Uh, it's a meeting place. And uh, if you want to help out with what we're doing, patreon.com slash the final word. You're back with Adam tomorrow. Cam, absolutely. You have a day for See ya. I ain't protected by the way I ain't fenced in. And my future questions, my current senses. That'd be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty. Wrote this so you know what I meant. I had to go. <laughs>